listening to a podcast from Light FM. Good morning. It's a live breakfast morning. with Asha and Terry. And uh, ready, set, go for today's edition of Scream Team. Yes, we welcome a new member of the Scream Team. Today, we go behind the scenes of a haunted house with Linton V. Harris, theme park director and producer of Sunway Lagoon Nights of Fright 9. What first got you into producing haunted houses? <laughs> Well, it's a good question. I was in New York on a vacation and I saw an adver- advertisement for the Radio City Music Hall Christmas show, which right. was very famous in New York with the Rockettes and stuff. Believe it or not, I mentioned to my mate in New York, he said, you know, I reckon someone could do the same thing with Halloween. <laughs> so I went back to Australia, quit my job. I was marketing director of 20 radio stations. Wow. I quit and I moved to New York. I only knew that one guy. I was the only guy I knew and he wasn't in entertainment. <laughs> And it took me two years and I opened up Madison Square Garden with a show called Madison Scare Garden. Madison Scare Garden. And that's what started it. And then, so that was my first show in America. And then because of that, you know, opening in New York, it's such a famous venue. But the thing is, I didn't do it as a horror fan. It was purely an entertainment initiative. You know, like, all right, Christmas, Halloween. That's been our journey all along. We, we viewed this as an, uh, an entertainment enterprise. It just so happens to be scaring people or tickling people, you know. Right. I'm still curious though, like that jump, you just thought, why, you know, can we do this for haunted houses? Like, yeah. how did you kind of go, actually I can make this work? Like, well, you know, like most creatives, you know, an idea starts somewhere and then you get a, you know, you, you try to see what, what it is. And, uh, you know, but I, I moved to New York on the strength of that because you know, I've always had that sort of self-belief and stuff in New York. And I remember, anyway, to fast forward and make the story short, but I remember a guy from the ABC in Australia, they were doing an interview like this. The guy was following me around, we were walking down, and uh, he said, mate, mate, uh, you know, how, how's this? You know, Madison Square Garden, New York. And I said, I said, mate, it's just like doing a show at the surf club in Australia. It's just a bigger <laughs> hall. <laughs> you know, and if you... If you're not intimidated, you know, by size, scope, whatever, you break it all down into small parts. And, and believe it or not, we still try and teach that to the, our local partners here and our, our local kids and team. Break it down. Whatever scares you, break it. Pardon the pun, but break it down. That's actually really good life advice. Right? <laughs> break it down into little bite-sized yeah. chunks. Yeah. Also... What does it take to sort of conceptualize an event or a space like this? Because there are so many different cogs you know in the mm-hmm. system so many different aspects like how where do you begin <laughs> well as i say you know you start with the topography you go all right what's the space mm. you know what is it yeah. you know whether madison square garden or a castle in england or a theme park you're still dealing with space and does it have you know, you know traveling issues in terms of how do i travel as a guest mm-hmm. you know where am i traveling what am i traveling on with who everything yeah. starts with logistics yeah logistics and and then all right well and then what could this become so how where are my experiences going to be uh because you're going from all right the normal topography of the park yes but we're now going to overlay you know a huge event on it mm-hmm. and so you start at that point, then you, and then everything, you know, from queuing to all sorts of uh, intricacies. Sorry, that's a great spot for an attraction where you go, well, is it? Um, where's the queue? You know, et cetera. Right, okay. um, and, and eventually, when we, when we got very successful here, you then have to design for a sellout. You have to design for the maximum amount of people you're willing to let in. Because if you don't, if you des- let's say you design for 100 people and mm-hmm. 200 turn up, mm-hmm. 
then your event suffers you know, gravely. Right. If you have an event you designed for 200 and 100 turn up, then you grow, you grow into that 200. Mm. But you need to, that's, that needs to be the number. So you need to design for a sellout because, you know, and again, it's something like um, Nights of Fright where you have different ticketing structures and fast passes, which is a staple around the world. Right. You still, my view is, is like this, you know, my background was uh, sports and entertainment. So when I started in AFL football as a marketer, you know, it was always about, all right, if I'm in the worst seat of the house, right, right, right how do I have a good experience, right? right? And, and my mentor at the time used to tell me, he said, any genius can fill a football stadium if the team's winning. You're only smart if you can fill a football uh, stadium when the team's losing. Right. And it was very profound. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that. Be so how do you do that? Well, it's about the guest experience, you know, because... If the guest experience, guest loyalty, brand loyalty in this case, is is strong, then they forgive your sins. Right. You know, they don't want you to make them again, but they do become forgiving. Right. And you know, with something like this, nice one, everyone's an expert, right? I got, I mean, <laughs> everyone, which is fun. And you know, we take everything personally, even the smallest criticism, you know, sort of take personally. So, yeah. so it's all those organic things, you know, from guest feedback. But but you know, myself and Ed would normally start with a sort of a grand vision. We've, um, you know, brought the, the Lagoon, Sunway Lagoon partnership has been very, very successful. Mm. They've got a great team of, uh, you know, uh, marketers and artists uh, in-house. And so together, you know, we've been able to sort of, you know, from our worldwide experience, because we've produced on all continents except Antarctica, you know, so we've been able to bring that to bear. Uh, and that's why I think the, the concept of Nights of Fright is very international. It's not a hokey little hantu, you know, uh, rumour hantu. It's, a, it's very much a serious production. You want the actors to be proud to be in it. You want the customers to be proud of it. Um, and, it's, and it's a Malaysian event, even though I'm the token Matt Sally. Is I, my, other two, my other two Malaysian words, I know. Um, you know, I feel very Malaysian in the sense that we've been here a long time. You know, we love... Uh, being here and we love producing something so exciting. Say I wanted to be part of the troupe. Right. How, like what kind of training would I have to go into? Like how long would it take me? Is there a hierarchy of like <laughs> ghostages or, or ghouls or spooks? Yeah, there is. I mean, in the sense to say our goal and the goal that I've taught our local uh, team members uh, that help me and help us uh, audition the kids is go in to audition with the attitude you want to give that kid a job. Mm. Right? Th that's yeah. got to be the foundation of our premise, which is I want to give you a job. I really do. But so then in answering the question, yes, there is a hierarchy, but, it, but, but not in the show. There's actually really just a hierarchy of talent or applicable talent in terms of a particular position. Right. So when, we, when the kids come in for audition, we tell them, one, it's not a competition, it's not a race. Mm. They're not being judged against anyone else. They're being judged against themselves. You know, you know I learned this you know, in our shows in New York and Philadelphia and around the US. You know, the African-American kids were just awesome because they have all this natural rhythm. And we created experiences that exploited their natural rhythm. Mm. Right? So nice. we, were doing, we started doing stuff with puppetry and 3D and stuff in, in UV because they can move with flu uh, yeah, fluid movement. Right. So now, in dialing in all those different people that come for an audition, 
someone mightn't have you know great dexterity or, or um, flexibility movement skill but you know what we need characters that can support another style of character mm. or we need a character that can just be photographed you know right. and so you grade them not um, because of any uh, good or bad trait you try and accurately point them into the right direction where they can succeed right, right? their skill sets basically correct it's i'm trying to identify so some kids you come into the best skill set they can well they come into the audition and they're, they're nervous or whatever and you know you're trying to make them feel part of it because that's also a touch point that's a touch point from the brand also yes. the audition is a touch point yeah. and those kids auditioning are the same kids that are coming to the show so yeah. you know it, it's it's really uh, all that so once they pass that you know our scare school program has been you know done scare around the world program. I love it yeah, yeah. Scare school program. well we're very proud of it so scare school takes around 40 hours and 80% of it 90% of it was done in the daylight and then the last 10% is done under light uh, under in, in darkness so they get safe because we've got to keep the audience safe and we've got to keep them safe what are the other unique challenges you think you faced in staging something as huge as this just think of this for a minute you know we we take 300 I mean we cast 350 we base it on a 20% attrition rate you know to say all right if I if I cast 380 kids, mm. I'm going to lose 20%. Mm. They turn up, oh, this is not TikTok. Oh, my God, I'm going to go back to Starbucks. You know, like, all right, I, yeah, life is good. Um, and we, we get that, and that's fine. But you're then trying to create an experience with 300 people that have never worked together before mm. and that will never work together again, right? So casting it, you know, it never fails to mortify me. You know, I mean, we do stuff around it. We just opened a, a new experience in Mexico that was just brilliant. And uh, so I brought the guy, uh, one of our guys in Los Angeles, who is directing uh, Lucha Libre here in 3D because oh, right. we just did we just did Ghostface, which is the iconic screen, screen character. character yeah. So we have the rights to that, and mm. uh, you know, there's only two characters in the experience. There's Ghostface, of course, yeah. and then there's a, a character who's part of Ghostface Industries who has to speak. Right. So, so we created this uh, character, and and all of the actors thought I was crazy. I said none of the scary characters are going to speak or use their voice none of you right. are the only people will, that will be at the hosts to say you know here's your here's your instructions and they trusted me and through scare school they just kept doing and kept doing and then finally when we opened the only thing you could hear in the in the space which was equivalent to just one of our experiences here it was the audience screaming and so <laughs> and so because you know like anything in life you know you need the negative or you need negative space right. you know to hear you know so uh, by taking away the sound, you're able to amplify it in a, in a whole different way. So I said to Matthew, who we brought over from LA, even though Lucha Libre has a whole different dynamic, it's still using the same technique of ultraviolet light and three, 3D glasses. And so last year, Lucha Libre was very rowdy and stuff because we thought that was the, the tone. But after doing uh, Ghostface and believing what I directed, I said to Matthew, all right, I want you to do what we did in Mexico, but do it with Lucha Libre. And last night, you know, people were just saying, this is so cool and, and it's better than it was before, um, just by that simple, simple uh, change. Personally, what do you find most rewarding about having an attraction that scares people <laughs> as much as this one does, personally? 
I think the best way to answer that is my own pillars. You know, it, it's not about scary for me. Okay. You know, I have the. It's got to be cool, mm. entertaining, scary, and consistent. And it's only when you get those four elements sort of working together, or strive to, you know, because I tell the kids all the time, I say you're going to fail, you know, and we we. But you're going, you, you just got to trust this process. And I, I'd rather see you fail with something I said to do, asked you to do, and you're doing it to the best of your ability every time, even if it doesn't work, right? I can't, I, I, that's all I can ask of you. And, you know, it, can, it might fail nine times out of ten, but when you hit the tenth one and it works, it'll work nine times out of ten, it, and, and it reverses. What I love is, is you know the exasperation of those four pillars right. and it's exasperating you know because of all the the variants that i mentioned it's not an exact science right you know and that's why cool and entertaining are the first two things right. nights of friday is a cool event mm -hmm. so you know we hit that one first mm -hmm. is it entertaining you know is there touch points all around you know, you're in a queue for a little bit longer than you'd hoped. You know, is there some characters walking along that queue? Can I get my photo so my Instagram looks fabulous? Thank you to our latest Scream team member yes. to join. <laughs> we had Linton V. Harris there, theme park director and producer of Sunway Lagoon's Nights of Fright 9. You can listen to that whole interview again on the Light Breakfast podcast on the Shock app. That's S-Y-O-K. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.